I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us here at Root Like Faith. It's our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, we are so, so thrilled to be kicking off Season 2 of Root Like Faith. But before we get, we get started, we just want to say, wow, we are blown away by how many of you have listened in through our very first season We are so, so pumped to just continue to get to know you guys. I mean, this is so much fun. So now that we've gotten the jitters out of the way, right, in that first season, um, it's no holds barred, okay? So who knows what we'll share second season. This is us. We are so glad you're sticking around because we have a fabulous season two planned. Okay, so let's get here to our first episode. Now, for the next two weeks, we are talking about faith in the family. This is a passion of ours. This is so important to us. So specifically, on today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are talking about God's vision for the family. What does the Bible actually say about the family? So this is going to be really good. We can't wait. Let's dive in. Well, as we start a new year and a new season, we are looking at faith in the family. And today, what we really want to do is lay a foundation and talk about what the Bible has to say about family. So that's kind of our main goal here today. Um, As we get started, though, I think it'd just be a really good idea to talk about our own families, because so much of what we experience growing up shapes who we are today. And I know it can be painful for some. Um, Some of us have had really good experiences growing up. Some of us, not so much. Um, But we're going to share a little bit about our our background, our history, and then we'll move on from there. So don't you think that's a good place to start, honey? Honey, absolutely. (laughs) I agree with everything you say. So yes, I think it's a great place to start. Oh, gosh. Oh, here we go. (laughs) No, I, you know, I think you're so right. I think, you know, so much of how we parent, either what we do or don't do, can be a reflection of how we were parented. And so I think it's so helpful to kind of go back and and just to think about the ways that we were parented, what our family life was like. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we can be grateful for and that we um, sort of transfer over into our own parenting, into our own family. And there's, of Mm -hmm. course, in every scenario, things that we leave behind and and we, um, you know, don't want to sort of transfer over. And ultimately what we want to do, which is what you were saying, is we want to align ourselves as a husband and a wife, as a family with what God's word says about the family. And so that, yeah, it's really our mission today is to kind of talk about that big picture of what the family is all about, how we root ourselves in the family or, or root faith in the family. And so, you know, I, I grew up in a Christian home and not that that meant that we were a perfect family by any means, but my dad was a pastor, a church planner, and both of my parents, um, you know, they, they got saved kind of later in life. I would, my dad was in high school when he came to faith. My mom was, was younger. Her, um, you know, dad, my grandfather got saved listening to the radio and he heard the gospel, uh, in, which is the coolest, which is ama- it's an I amazing mean, story. On. And yeah. that decision, um, for my dad to follow Jesus in high school and that decision by my mom to, to follow her dad's lead and following Jesus impacted not only their lives, but my life and our kids. I mean, generations have been impacted. And so our family today is so different um, than previous generations. And so I was raised in a Christian home, uh, in a ministry home, but you were not. You, you became a Christian 
but in high school. Right, right. So I did, I was not raised in a Christian home, like you said. Um, it's interesting. I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but it's I always knew that there was something more. And I, I feel like God, you know, I was seeking him from a very young age. And I would even write down prayers. But um, my home, my my home was a loving home. Um, I felt taken care of. So even though I didn't grow up in a Christian home, and even though I did have um, some hard background stuff, my dad was an alcoholic um, up through uh, fifth grade when I was in fifth grade. And so we went through a lot, even though all of that was going on, my parents still, I still had a home where I felt loved and taken care of. And I had grandparents that were highly involved in my life. And I think that really had an impact on me. Your parents are up. awesome. I, I, yeah. I, I hit the jackpot when it, when it, when it comes to in-laws. I mean, they, they are amazing. Um, and both of them are followers of Jesus today. Yes, they are. Which attend is, our church. Yeah. So I became a Christian in high school. And once I, because somebody invited me to youth group, yep. the power of an invite. Um, and then after I started following Christ, then my mom came so, whoo, that'll make you cry. It only, it only took a quarter of an episode <laughs> right. of season two to, to bring on the tears. Right, right. That is worth crying over. But God um, is good. it's still incredible when I think back <laughs> yeah. to it. Um, and so then, you know, fast forward, my dad now um, follows Christ. And so it's just incredible to see how God can work in our lives. But yeah. going back to um, just growing up, I think even though there were definitely tumultuous times in my life um, as a child, just because of what was going on with my father and just, you know, in my home, my parents still always made me feel loved and taken care of. And I think that had a huge impact on me that even though we faced some really hard things, like with my dad being an alcoholic, which he has been sober for, I don't even know, do you over know how many, 30 years, yeah, now. over 30 years now, um, that, well, that's another thing that's going to make me cry. <laughs> You're really on a roll so far Well, this maybe season, I'm just honey. a little bit emotional today. Um, anyways, God was so faithful to, you know, I feel like he always took care of me. And so, um, yeah, that's a little bit of yeah. my history and your history. And I think, you know, that's obviously what we bring then into our parenting. And God has used some some really influential people in our lives to kind of shape how we parent as well. Yeah, I just think about, um, again, the, the families that we come out of. And I, you know, just really quickly, I mean, I, I have two older sisters, Sarah and Sandy, who had a huge impact on me spiritually um, as a child. And so I think as we, as we start talking about family, I mean, there's no perfect family. And the only perfect family that existed uh, didn't exist very long uh, mm, in the garden. Right. And so um, I just want to encourage up front before we you know, get into talking more about the family that, that there are listeners who they, they might have um, experienced divorce. They might be a single parent. Um, you might be a grandparent trying to raise grandkids. And so, so much of what we're going to be talking about um, applies to just every situation, and, and God uses all of the different the different family dynamics that that exist today. And I, and I think about in my own life just how um, my sisters had a huge impact on me. And I think about examples in the Bible mm -hmm. when Paul was writing to Timothy in Second Timothy. I mean, most scholars would say that Timothy's dad was not a follower of Jesus, and it was his mom and his grandmother that really mm -hmm. had a tremendous impact uh, on young Timothy and really led to him coming to know Jesus as a Savior. And you can see story after story of, of different men 
um, in um, church history, the same story, um, where it was a mom or a sister that God used. It was that family dynamic that God mm-hmm. used. And so just want to state that up front. And, and I think early on in our marriage, in our family, there were some great examples we had of, of just some really, really godly parents and, and godly families that really began to shape us early on mm-hmm. in our marriage and family that I'm just so grateful for. Yeah. And I, well, I want to state here that I didn't, you know, we didn't go into parenting like feeling like, okay, we got this. We know what we're doing. Because I remember as a young mom, well, I'm still a young mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> Young-ish. <laughs> With when my kids were, when our, when our kids, they're not just mine. <laughs> When our kids were very little, I remember, like I can vividly remember feeling like, okay, I'm just trying to make it. You know, I I had no real vision for what I was doing as a mom. So I just want to state that up front because if if, if you're listening and you feel like that, that is not abnormal. It's not like we aren't, we don't know what to do, you know? And so I, I remember feeling like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying to get by. And then I really feel like God used some people in my life to to show me that there was so much more, that there was a mission behind, you know, my life as a mom. And then, of course, our lives as parents. Yeah, I think that's one of the just the amazing things about God's goodness is it really is a journey. I mean, we've talked about that in, you know, episode one, I think, of season one, that just this this lifelong journey of trust in Jesus is just that, a lifelong journey. Right. And God is so good to, to grow us and to change changes over time. And the same is true in, in family and in, in parenting. And um, and we're still learning and growing. And we're right. asking people that are further along than us in the journey about this season or this circumstance. But I think of Michael and Barb Spencer. I know we've talked about them many times before. They were a family early on in our lives that just really shaped us mm-hmm. in our marriage and our family and our parenting. Uh, Clay and Sally Clarkson were um, extraordinary, uh, you know, role models and just a, a fountain of wisdom uh, yeah. for us. And, and, you know, both of those families still are today. And so I'm so grateful for those families that God used to really shape our family. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're still learning, we're still growing. And so again, today, what we want to do is just sort of step back and go, okay, what's the big picture? How does God want to, to grow faith in our marriage and in our family? How is God using the family to pass on faith to the next generation? Mm-hmm. And why is understanding God's vision for the family so important. Well, I think it's so, so uh, critical today. I mean, you just think about what's happening in our culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, our society is, um, it's a mess, um, yeah. you know, right now. And we're, we're seeing so much sort of, um, you, you know, uh, division and hatred. And we, I mean, it's a mess. We just right. use all sorts of descriptives to talk about what's going on in our culture. And so the the family in God's eyes is something to be like a shaper of culture. I mean, when the right. family goes wrong, a culture goes wrong. Mm. And when the family is strong, a culture or society is mm-hmm. is strong. And so the family is so important. I mean, it is the the school the i mean it's it's you know um the the school for for learning life and doing life and it is so important um even more so today than maybe ever before that i can remember that we have um strong families that we're building on a strong foundation yeah and i think that a lot of people think well what can i do like with all that's going on in our culture how can i you know make a difference what and i'm i always go back to like look at the people that you have the most influence over right now in your home 
Right. And that's where your impact begins. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I think um, this is a really good place for us maybe just to dive into a couple of key passages. When we think about the family, as we think about God's vision for the family, let's look at a couple of key passages um, in the scriptures and just kind of build a, a biblical or theological foundation for the family, a biblical or theological foundation for uh, for God's heart and his purpose, his mission for the family. And so let's begin Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 through 28, I think is a really key passage for understanding God's role, God's you know purpose or mission for the family. I want to just read these a couple short verses at the very beginning. Of course, Genesis 1, Genesis 2 um, is really the story of God creating the world, and we see God's purpose and his design uh, for marriage and for family at the very beginning, something that has not changed. Um, and so this is what the writer of Genesis says. He says, so God created um, mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, be uh, fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And so one of the, the important things, again, I think with Genesis 1, there's a, a ton we could talk about with that passage. Yeah. But God's intention was to bring a man and a woman together, one man, one woman um, for one life. And he tells them to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, to build a family. Mm. And God's vision then for that man and that woman was uh, to build a family and that that family would be the bedrock of a civilization. It would build culture, it would shape society. And so the family is that important to God. Mm. Um, God um, intended and still intends to use the family to shape culture, to build a society, to build a civilization. Civilization. And again, when the family is strong, the culture is strong or that society is strong. Mm. But when the family begins to fall apart and deteriorate and break down, so does the culture. Um, so does the society. And so God's heart from, from the very beginning was for a man and a woman to come together for one life and to build a family. Deuteronomy chapter six is another great example, you know, where Moses is, is um, speaking to the Israelites and he says, Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Uh, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And again, this I is God's intention scripture. for um, his people in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant uh, to build a strong family and to pass on faith and for God's commandments uh, his desire, his will to be in them, mm -hmm. um, for them to be pursuing righteousness and holiness and godliness, and then to pass that on to the next generation. He gives them some very practical ways I to do that. I feel like that Deuteronomy 6, which maybe some of you already have this in your home, but it's like you just want to plaster that that, that scripture, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Uh, like somewhere where everybody can see it all Absolutely. the time in your home because that's, it's so um, powerful. Called the Shema. The Shema is just the Hebrew word for mm -hmm. hear. And if you've ever been into a, a synagogue or if you've gone into maybe a friend's house that is Jewish, you'll notice that on the door frame there's a little wooden frame or little wooden box called a mezuzah, and inside that mezuzah is that passage. Right. Um, and again, it's that reminder, we're going to love God with all of our heart, soul, and strength when we go into our home, and we're going to love God with all of our heart, soul, and strength when we leave our mm. home. And so it's just a constant reminder that um, God really does love the family. He wants to use the family 
to pass on faith to the next generation, mm-hmm. to shape culture, to build a society, uh, to do good um, in, in the world. And then in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 6 is, is another example mm-hmm. of just the role that parents play or should play in the life of a child. Yeah, I'll read that that scripture since you read the other two. <laughs> <laughs> a Bible hog. <laughs> a Bible hog. I'm a pastor, honey. You know, that's... You're like, let me read these. Okay. So Ephesians 6, 1 through 4 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And so, you know, as you were reading the other passages and we read this one, I'm reminded of, again, like I said earlier, we don't we don't enter a parenthood knowing what to do. And I feel like this is kind of funny, but I, when I was younger, I used to watch um, on PBS, you know, the uh, the painter. His name is oh, Bob Ross. Bob Ross. I was, I've always been so envious of his. I mean, not only his painting, <laughs> but his hair. Oh my! Lord. So if you don't know who Bob Ross is, which I'm sure you do, Google him right okay. now, and you will understand why I'm so envious. Okay, of, honey, oh, let sorry. me tell the story here. So, so I used to watch Bob Ross, which I don't know why, but it was fascinating to me, I guess. But you know, when you Bob Ross is a painter, and so he starts with this blank canvas. And I feel like as parents, you know, that's that's what we've got going on here. We're starting with this blank canvas, and and I would watch Bob Ross, and little by little, he would, you know, he just paint these brush strokes, and it would be like a little bit of green here and a little bit of blue here, and it was just so uh, obscure. You had no idea what he was putting together, um, you know, what he was painting. But you know, slowly the picture was revealed and I feel like as parents that that's what that's what it feels like to me like I I can see that you know God has this beautiful picture for the family and I'm just being faithful like little by little because sometimes these verses can be overwhelming and it can feel like gosh I mean is this even reality how do I get to this point like can I really raise kids who are gonna love the Lord and be a light to the world Um, and I think little by little one day at a time and this doesn't look perfect but one day at a time it's like brush stroke after brush stroke we are painting this beautiful painting um, that really God only knows the final picture. Um, but I feel like that that helps me. I don't know. That helps me kind of yeah, see this this vision that God has for the family. And I I just take you know it's one step at a time, one brushstroke by well, one I, brushstroke. I think you know using that analogy. I mean, God knows um, the the vision of the painting. Like he he mm, knows what right. it is that he's asking you to pick up your brush and paint. Mm, and I think, good, yeah. you know, so that's what we're talking about today is just, this is God's vision. This is his heart for every family that, that calls on the name of Jesus and desires to honor him in their home and honor him in the world. And yet as parents, yeah, we're, we're picking up that brush with a, with a blank canvas mm-hmm. and we're just one stroke at a time, one stroke at a time being faithful um, to layer upon layer by God's grace, uh, bring that that vision that God has in His Word um, into into fruition and right. on, onto the canvas. And I, you know, there's a great uh, quote by G.K. Chesterton, where he says, "You can't tidy anything 
without untidying yourself. Mm, I love that. And what he meant by that is that that every work of art, I mean, everything you do or give yourself to, like you're going to get dirty in the process. And mm. so the gardener goes out and and gets you know dirt in in uh, you know her her fingertips or her nails fingernails. Or fingernails sorry. Well, I mean, it goes on your um, fingertips too, but really, it's in. Your it's messy, right? Yeah. yeah. And so as you're as you're beautifying a yard or beautifying a garden, you get dirty in the process. And as mm. a painter is painting a picture, you you get paint on your shirt yeah. or on your hands, and yet the the masterpiece that comes out of that, and I think it's so important for us just kind of continuing on with that that mm. um, theme that you're talking about is that it's so important for us as, as parents, as Christian parents, as we're trying to paint that picture that um, that we don't get too worried about um, getting dirty in the process. We're mm-hmm. not always going to have the perfect home. Right. Um, that's not the canvas that we're painting on. We're, that's mm-hmm. not the masterpiece that we're after, mm-hmm. but we're trying to, to paint the masterpiece that is a fully grown son or daughter who's walking with the Lord, who, who loves Jesus, who's honoring him. And that's a messy process. Right. And ultimately, it's God's grace that, that brings mm-hmm. that that about. It's ultimately God's grace that that brings a, a son or a daughter someday to saving faith in Jesus and mm-hmm. changes that heart. But we have a role to play. Mm-hmm. There's this great responsibility, great privilege that we have as, as uh, moms and dads, as a parent, uh, to be a part of that process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was... Um, thinking about when you were telling that story of the painting and Bob Ross and after I stopped thinking about his hair <laughs> um, I was thinking about a story of a, a good friend of mine I only had a couple friends growing up but that's not um, true one he of says them, that all the time uh, his dad was a hunter and I, I think we tell this story in our book for better or for kids it's just uh-huh. a shameless plug there for, for a book we released a couple years ago in 2016 which has been that long it's hard to believe it and for better or for kids I think we tell this story about how one of my good friends, his dad was a hunter, and we found a bow and arrow in his mm. garage one day. And we we took it out. And, of course, we were like, I don't know, we were maybe in sixth grade, seventh grade at the time. So, like, I weighed 100 pounds, you know, soaking wet. I had very little <laughs> physical strength. And so I remember we took it out in his backyard. And it's hard to shoot a bow. Oh, like my I, word. I, I, that, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I, and so we were, you know, pulling this bow back and the arrow shot up in the air and shot maybe 40, 50 feet in the air and actually landed on the neighbor's roof. And I remember what happened after that. I sort of blocked that out of my memory. Um, But I know in the book we talk about that. It's such a great illustration of sometimes how we parent, Mm. that we don't have a target or a bullseye that we're, we're aiming at. And we just sometimes as parents are shooting arrows just sort of all over. And so I think as we kind of wrap up this episode and and kind of build this biblical foundation or theological foundation for a Christian family, a Christian home, it's really important for us just to make mention of the ultimate goal, the ultimate target is is for us to be aiming at raising kids who are followers of Jesus. Mm. And so when you think about the Great Commission, Jesus tells his his followers uh, to go make disciples. And I think one of the things that we ought to think about as a Christian dad or a Christian mom Christian grandparent is that we ought to go home. We ought to, we ought to mm-hmm. look at our home first and foremost when it comes to raising up disciples. And um, of course, we look beyond that as well. But we ought to we ought to look first and foremost to those that God has entrusted us with, our own sons and our own daughters or grandkids, and and ask the question: How do we partner with God's grace? to see this son or daughter, this grandchild grow up to love Jesus. I mean, that's the target. It's not having the star athlete. It's not having a child that that gets into an elite college someday. It's not the cultural 
um, you know, expert, uh, the, the person that is an expert in French or dance or whatever, all of those things are great. <laughs> but ultimately what we're aiming at, what we're shooting for is to raise a child who grows up to love Jesus and, and serves him and is walking with him mm-hmm. when, when they leave our home. Yeah, I love that. And that it just brought to mind a quote that I have loved for many years, and it's by Mother Teresa. And it she says, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's so uh, relevant for today. You know, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. So I think we could keep this convo going, really. We I could. mean, this is like, I like I said earlier, <laughs> this is our passion. Come on, we could keep talking about this. But we're going to come back to this uh, topic, get a little more practical uh, next week. Um, if you want to dive in deeper, you can grab a copy of our book, For Better or For Kids, about to love your spouse with kids in the house. We also have a book. Well, I have a book called The Better Mom. You didn't write the book, The Better Mom. <laughs> that would be weird. And then we, we have a devotional for your family specifically. Um, it's 100 devotions to go through with your family, and it's called Faith Forward. And it's meant to help you kind of pass on faith. Um, And we spent a great deal of time writing that devotional to really include stories from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. So um, you can grab a copy of our family devotional, Faith Forward. I'll be sure that we put the links to all of those books in the show notes. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. We'd uh, love for you to keep joining us, get to know us a little better on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwenk and at Ruth Schwenk or on Facebook. Also, don't forget again that everything we've talked about is on our website, rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. And as if we haven't said it enough already, we are so, so thrilled you are joining us and we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Would you do us a big favor? It would be so helpful. We'd be so grateful if you would leave us a review or rating and share this podcast with your friends. It just takes a second. It's a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. We're so grateful for you and helping us get the word out. Okay, friend. Well, we'll chat soon. I hope you have a great week. Thank you.